Hey guys, just a note before this episode begins. It was recorded before additional reporting on Friday revealed that there were more attendees of the Trump Tower meeting, including an individual accused of prior hacking. Welcome back to Truther. I'm uh, Ben Collins. I'm here with two other people, and I'm not going to name them. What? Why? That's terrible. Let's have a grudge. That's It's written into my contract that I never have to say my own name. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about a... Uh, Satan? I wish, man. Oh, my God. I have a news alert for Satan, and it is really good. It oh, has never let me down. Satan and the haters are the two best <laughs> Google news alerts. I get a digest that's like, here's what the haters are doing. Just the phrase, the haters? The haters. Is it all BuzzFeed articles that are like, this no. is what the haters are saying about, about black China's <laughs> yeah. hair? Yeah, the haters are sort of like the new straw manning. Like, they make up... It's, it's like those... Articles that are based around, like, five mean tweets about someone who's mad that, like, Dorothy's black and the whiz. Or, you know, just they'll find, like, four random people and then they'll be like, you know what? She's not going to bow to the haters and it becomes this completely manufactured thing. But it's a really good digest to get in your mail every day. My favorite thing I found about the haters this week is uh, one specific hater was angry at Rosetta Stone. So I was looking at uh, <laughs> he t- he tweeted at Amazon. So Amazon tweeted like a Prime Day deal on uh, Rosetta Stone, and Dave at NW Free Patriot. If you guys want to have a debate with him on the internet, <laughs> tweeted, "Where's the quote? Speak English for all the leeches moved in by the libtard elite. No, you want us to learn Spanish? One language, one culture!" Exclamation point. This this guy was tweeting at. Uh, a Rosetta Stone box. <laughs> I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to do like <laughs> the a s- haters. The haters. The haters are going after Rosetta Stone. Um. So wait, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, a really important hater. Maybe the hater in chief. He yeah. doesn't have like an official White House title. He's um, not in the White House. Yeah, he's supposed to be running the business. No, he's remember? just he's just like in a. I picture him in like a dark man cave, like a room named a man cave, and a like yep. sprawling suburban McMansion. Even though he doesn't live in a McMansion, sitting down there and like angrily tweeting at twelve-year-old girls about like how their favorite My Little Pony is a Nazi or something. Yeah. Right. So we're talking about the large adult son, uh, Donald J. Trump Jr., who is a. Uh, a, a beautiful man who did nothing wrong. He's a very good big boy. He's a very good big boy. So um, in reality, what happened was we found out this week that he uh, sent – like I thought I was in a dream when I saw it because uh, somebody sent him an email saying, would you like to meet with a Russian uh, government-affiliated lawyer? And he was like, I would love to. That sounds amazing. You thought you were in would a you... dream? Oh, that was probably because you weren't wearing pants that one yeah, day. Yeah, you're right. That was a weird day at the office. Yeah. Forward, forward, colon, would you like to do the cyber crime? Yeah. It was that's basically really like what it was. It was honestly like the most insane. Like if it were written into an episode of Law & Order, I'd be like, all right. I'm going to go poop right now. I would like get up and go to the bathroom because it was like this plot has totally lost me. I, I'm not going to watch the rest of this episode. You know, you know the plot is bad when you have to poop through it. 
just like like how long is this poop? Like, is this like a, a half hour? No, it's just like you, you know, I live alone. I like to just enjoy myself. <laughs> pick up a good book or something, like rearrange some furniture. But yeah, so he but so he got the email from um, Bob Goldstone. Um, and so it clearly is like the impression that they're trying to create is that there wasn't anything there. It was sort of bullshit. They weren't really presented with anything. Right. You know, again, I didn't know there was any credibility. I didn't know if there's anything behind it. I can't vouch for the information. You know, someone sent me an email. I can't help what someone sends me. You know, I read it. I responded accordingly. And if there was something interesting there, I think it's pretty common. Um, which is probably true. But then also that is becoming the argument that, like, it wasn't worth their time, i.e. it would have been worth their time had they have been given, like, the golden saber that will take right. down Hillary Clinton. Well, it's interesting because, okay, so the, their defense is it's very obvious that they were like, hey, you want to do a little, you know, collusion, wink, wink. Like, even they practically had, uh, like, winky emojis in there. And, uh, and he was like, I love it. You know, like a McDonald's commercial. Like right. I love it. And uh, but so now they're saying, like, Gideon was saying that they didn't they didn't get any information. So they're like, see, no, it doesn't count because we didn't get any information. Right. It's like if I were to take a gun and break into a bank or get into a bank and hold them up, and they'd be like, oh, we don't have any money here. And I was like, I didn't rob the bank. They didn't right. even have any money. It's still like I'm still brandishing a gun and asking for money. Yeah, so. their their excuse for not criming was that they weren't good at criming enough. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, uh, we're ah, so bad at the crime. We're stupid. I wasn't sure of the credibility of any of this stuff at the time. I'm sitting there. Indiana had just probably happened. You know, I'm worried about hearing a contested convention, contested convention. So, you know, we're in a fight. This is the first time we've ever done any of this. This was, you know, I'm still way in the learning curve on all of this. So it wasn't that urgent to me if I'm saying, hey, it can wait till the end of summer. But, yeah, obviously you want to hear the information. I mean, that's what we do in business. If there's information out there, you want it, and then you make what you do with it. If there was something that came from it that was shady, if it was a danger to national security, I would obviously bring it right to someone. But I didn't know what anything was. It turns out it was nothing. And the crazy thing is that now we know that this is basically coming about as a result of Jared Kushner and his legal team covering their own asses because he is in the White House. The other two people that were at the meeting were Kushner and Manafort, both of whom... Um, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. Always Who's with look, us always. always. looking down. Who actually lives in the body of Bob Goldstone, I'm convinced. <laughs> um, but so, the, I mean, the really, the, the crazy thing that's going on here is a tangential story is that these people are looking for ways to implicate other people who don't have official White House roles because it's going to be less bad for them, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, Manafort and Donald Jr. obviously are not in there. Um, but, like, conversely, right, those guys are saying, well, we don't have anything else to lose here, so we're going to talk about everything that's happened. Like, Manafort told the, the New York Times reported that Manafort talked about this meeting in a congressional testimony um, and the way that they found out that Donald Jr. had arranged it was because um, Kushner, who hadn't filled out his security form properly, they went back and looked at it in order to update it and they found all these emails. Right. This was stepping. This was him stepping on a grenade hoping that the future grenades were much larger than this grenade. Like, yeah. Hopefully he would just like only lose like a, like a less necessary limb, like a left arm. Right. 
Well, this is sort of like, it sort of reminds me of, you know, when you, you get on a, um, you're, you're in a shipwreck and they're like women and children in the lifeboats first. Like when you're like need to throw somebody under the bus, it's large adult sons first. Yeah. Right. It's true. Yeah. So there, there, there was a person. So basically it seems like Paul Manafort, he's kind of like not somebody they can, I don't know. Why wouldn't they just throw him under the bus? It's insane to me because this guy did, had, had extensive dealing with, uh, making sure the Ukrainian election uh, fell in Russia's favor a few years ago. That's what he was doing for the early half of this decade. The and then people, and now people are just like casually forgetting this. The man is so tied up in Russian money, it's unbelievable. It's this crazy is, he's not under the bus. This is like, oh, my God, this is like throwing a bunch of like rats and spiders in a dryer and trying to keep track of who's biting each other it's as true. you turn it on. Well, they can't, they also can't throw Manafort under because he's in a similar situation with Flynn where they are no longer directly involved in the mechanics of government right now. And but like you have to think in, in their minds um, – well, if we can cooperate with these scenarios, we're probably going to do so. Or they're facing subpoenas or both. Um, right. So so Don Jr. was the most expendable. Yeah, essentially, because like he, he isn't – he's not going to lose a government job. There are likely no direct consequences of this besides the lingering question, which is what happened at the rest of these meetings and conversations – that were disclosed through reports in the last like six months, like after this had happened, because this was really early on in in the campaign. It wasn't um, that early. The campaign had been going for a year. Like it was June of 2016. But it was right after Hillary officially became the nominee, and then um, right before Trump was going to right before the conventions, really, like a month before the conventions. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what's interesting is you said nothing will probably happen, but nothing will happen as long as this is where it ends. Like, if there's oh, anything yeah. more, it's really going to be hard for nothing to happen. Yeah. yeah. This, if this is an isolated incident, which uh, there's, it would be very surprising to me he if that was the case. Is extremely dumb. Yes. I think that's a really important thing for everybody to keep in mind that he is. Very dumb. Notoriously not that smart. And like, I, one of the things that I was wondering about this is like, so he he posted the emails himself. Like the New York Times went to him and said, They're, "We're going forward with this story. We're going to publish your emails at 11. I was, um, and then and then at eleven, he published his own emails. Schumer, did you hand over any and all documents? Uh, well, I, I will. I've said it publicly. I said it yesterday. More than happy to cooperate with everyone. I just want the truth to get out there. And I mean, that's part of why I released all the stuff today. I wanted to get it all but out this there. Is They're trying thing. to drag out the story. In all fairness, yeah. you know, they have it. They want to drip a little bit today, drip a little bit then. So I was like, here it is. I'm more than happy to be transparent about it, and I'm more than happy to cooperate with everyone. So I wonder, did he have them still? So he set up a meeting with, like, a Russian operative. Yeah. And then he didn't even bother to delete the emails? What? I know. He was like, let's ensure that I have a paper trail for this mild treason, and then let's not delete the paper trail for this mild treason. None of it, none of it makes sense. I think he must have figured that other people had him anyway, right? Because they were, they were literally, like, the, he- the, the subject of the email was literally, like, Russia, Clinton, confidential. Like, three major buzzwords that, like, if you're just scrolling on your phone and not even paying attention to anything, you'd be like, oh, this seems really fucking crazy. And they were forwarded to Kushner and Manafort. So I have to assume that he he thought they would have had him still. I, so I guess what's interesting to me about this whole thing, from my point of view, is that 
um, Trump supporters, first of all, uh, 79% of uh, Trump supporters who vote said they voted for Trump are, or sorry, no, 79% of the GOP are still Trump supporters, which is nuts. It's an enormous amount of people. Um, and immediately after all this happened, like everyone was still trying to excuse finding random, different, totally conflicting conspiracies of why Donald Trump was totally Donald Trump Jr. was totally innocent. Sean Hannity initially said that he was set up by the Democrats, <laughs> by a, by some group called Fusion GPS. All right. Once again, the destroyed Trump media has worked itself into a frenzy over a meeting that Donald Trump Jr. had back in June of 2016 with a Russian lawyer. Uh, the press is running wild, all types of black helicopter, tinfoil hat conspiracy theories about Russian collusion once again. But of course, they're completely missing many of the key facts about this story. And if you actually do some research and read more than the headlines of these phony New York Times reports, well, which is what the media should be doing in the first place, you'll notice some massive holes that are in this story. Number one. The lawyer who Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner met with didn't work for the Russian government at the time of the meeting. And by the way, as Donald Trump Jr. said in a statement, quote, the woman stated that she had information that individuals connected to Russia were funding the Democratic National Committee and supporting Mrs. Clinton. Now, her, vague, her statements were vague, ambiguous, and made no sense. No details or supporting information was provided or even offered. It quickly became clear that she had no meaningful information. By the way, she corroborates that. So in other words, the meeting was meaningless, did nothing to produce anything. Where's the collusion? Not to mention, if this lawyer was such a threat and a Russian agent or a spy, then why did the Obama administration let her into this country in 2016? Now, as John Solomon and Sarah Carter reported over the weekend, this lawyer was denied a visa, but eventually was allowed into the country, by the way, under President Obama. And as President Trump's legal team pointed out, they think that this meeting could have been a setup made to give the appearance of Russian collusion and that the person responsible for orchestrating all of this, now pay attention, this is, you're not going to hear this in the mainstream media, is connected to Fusion GPS. That is the op research firm that produced the fake Christopher Steele dossier, remember the British spy on Donald Trump. And by the way, as the New York Post has reported, Fusion GPS has several ties to the Democrats, including Clinton allies and even Planned Parenthood. Democrats couldn't even beat Donald Trump in an election. Right, like, right. These, are people, these are the people who, like, They set this up, and this. yet they couldn't rig the election? Come yeah, on. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to, like, why? That does not make any sense. Like, you didn't, you didn't know, you, you had no indication that, like, these people were emailing each other and being like, let's do the treason. Like, you had no idea. Like, you you were literally speculating after a hack of your emails and, and just, like, ran wild on that. And the problem is that, like, you couldn't connect it to any real ideas that anybody would give half a shit about. I mean, if they like they just don't play a game that long. Right. So that that was the initial excuse and then the emails came out and then they kind of realized I don't really know if it's worth it to start a massive conspiracy on Fox News again now that we're like seven conspiracies in. So then the next day it was basically uh actually collusion in this case is just not that bad. It's not a crime. So like Fox has been saying I'm finding short of collusion, but that's up to a trier of fact, Eric. But collusion is not illegal either, by the way. No, so we've moved from no evidence of collusion okay. to even if there is collusion, it's fine. Which is crazy. Right. And they're trying to also link it to the idea, like Newt Gingrich said something like this, where 
you want to get all the bad material that you can possibly get on an yeah. opponent. So, like, of course you do this. Like, it's it's dirty, but it's politics. And they're, like, linking it to, like, you know, like, typical opposition research and things like that. Um, which, again, like, I just really don't think this this represents that at all. And, you know, like we were saying, it's not the substantive thing that, that came out of this scenario. It's what else is in and around it. And, like, when the process began of uh, Trump as a candidate, like, talking about the emails, talking about the emails coming out, like, their subsequent conversations with everyone. Um, those There's no way those emails exist in a vacuum based on what we know about uh, – based on, like, the wording of that email. is like it, – like, it's it, – it, part of it, it says, like, you know, as you know about uh, – as you know, the Russian government, da 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 da. It was. It's all like predicated on the idea that there's an environment of some sort of collusion or corruption involved. Right. This doesn't exist by itself. There's other stuff happening that we still don't know, know about yet. Right. And I also think that there's like a suspension of disbelief that all these like Fox News excuse making conspiracy theories are like expecting of people that's almost insulting. Like, so we're supposed yeah. to we're supposed to believe that um, this person who is like I am with the Russian government. And Don Jr.'s like, yay, I love it. Let's do the, this, the shit. And then he invites – or CC'd on the email are Jared and the campaign manager, right? They're ba- both CC'd. And with these explanations that Fox and, and Trump Jr. apologists are giving us, we're supposed to believe that they had this meeting with the head of the campaign, the president's son-in-law – or the future president's son-in-law, the future president's son, and that the president – or the candidate was not informed that the meeting was going to happen by any of the three parties. Did they sit down together and say like, "Well, let's just not tell him"? They're like, <laughs> well, yeah. And if, like, I if mean, they didn't, and if they decided not to tell him, they must have realized that it was a big deal or important or like there's something, some reason not to tell him. Like, why wouldn't they tell him? And and it's just it's it's an idiotic explanation. It's like a four year old lying. Right. And I think what you just said is exactly right. Like. How much can we expect of people who believe this? And I think that's what Fox keeps has to like toe the line with here is that if every story that is the real story isn't actually the real story, then eventually you just become like the weekly world news. You become like bat boy people. You become like 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 the textbook definition of conspiracy theorists. If every single time news happens, uh, e- even when like the president's son releases a transcript in his own like from his own account. Mm-hmm. You still have to deny it. Like eventually at some point it's just literally physically exhausting to like right. make your brain go through all these loops. Well, the, yeah, and it, it is really different than the past controversies like with the Comey stuff, for instance, because that was totally a he said, she said yeah. type of environment. And if you're inclined to trust one person more than the other, then you can place your bets and say, I agree with this person. But like this, this was like, again, like a physical copy of an email that was sent and like it just literally spells it out yeah also i mean it i think it's funny that fox news recently dropped the fair and balanced thing from their like what is it their little motto um it's funny because it's like what you were saying ben like they might just buy more gold i think it should just be no it didn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) fox news no it didn't no it didn't it didn't my 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 like actual question for like the people who work there and I would love to ask them this is like like Chris Wallace like a real journalist who's actually good at their job yeah like but what what do you do when Hillary Clinton dies like who can you blame things on anymore well she's already set up this nefarious network the the protege of Huma and Chelsea 
and um, and they they were going to run this cabal in in, in perpetuity. You give the and, and it's also like hilarious because it's like they they exist in an environment I think where they assume that like the entire nation and the world adores Hillary Clinton and everybody who works with her yeah. and that like you know in tandem everyone is linking arms and trying to take everybody else down with Hillary coughing in the front like yeah it is really interesting because if you look at like the next generation of the like the democrats um they're all like these winsome dads like Tim Kaine type people <laughs> and it's like I can't imagine them being like Tim Kaine does blah 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 cuz he's that so harmonica wielding bastard right he always you know he always to me looks like someone who just got cheated out of spending his life savings on some magic beans. He looks like Hal from The Simpsons. Yeah, he's he, the William H. Macy character in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's but he's going to make the best of it. We're going to, you know, we'll find a new house, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, you're right. It, it, it makes them seem like they're picking on pathetic people because, uh, frankly, that's what they are right now. <laughs> they're totally out of power. But, yeah. the, but it was interesting because um, th- this was like a scenario where I think it was slightly more concern from like Republican senators than there had been previously, even though a lot of it is still like ho humming, like this is bad, but you put that bill on my desk and we're good to go. Um, well, that's that's really what it is, is that like I think people have figured out, especially John McCain has certainly figured out that like the amnesia for this stuff is 48 hours. Like you can just say like, that is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then 48 hours later, just vote for whatever. Right, you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get to be like a viral darling. And then you also get to be a total fucking belly up pussy. Yeah. Like, and and just like roll over and do whatever the, the party wants you to do. It's like, you, I mean, and I'm not specifically saying that that's what John McCain does all the time, but I think it's like the, the act of being like, I don't like this. And then being like, but I do, I do like it. I'm going to yeah. vote for it. Like that is. Well, it's the same. I mean, I was, maybe this is unfair, but it's the same t- tone where like people are like, oh, I, I absolutely deplore racism. And then just like, you know, you know, but except I don't like these specific people. Yeah. Like right. that's, the, it's the same exact thing where it's just like. They have their out loud moments and then they have their under under their breath moments. Yeah. Like, I don't like racism, but what I do like is agreeing with most of the things a racist want. Right. But I'm not yeah. racist. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what's happening. It's like a weird, it's a, it's a weird state of affairs right now. So I, I, do, I do think so, like, I, conspiracy isn't just about vulnerable people, like, listening to, like, moon landing stuff in the middle of the night. <laughs> now it's really just tribalism. It's just, like, political tribalism where people on the extremely far left and I would even say the moderate right and far right have, like, allowed themselves to be taken in by fantasy worlds. Right. And I think that... It it did not used to be like this. It didn't... I think it did used to be like that, but it was, like, a controlled environment of, like, organized religion. Um, (laughs) Seriously, I think... I mean, not that all organized religion is a fantasy world, but I think, like, if you take a look at the role of religion in American society, it occupied this space where people had a a group with a set of beliefs that didn't necessarily have evidence to back them up, but they chose to believe those things anyway because they believed in their hearts that it was real. And it's like like political affiliation has, in a lot of ways, taken up the space that religion used to take in people's lives. And it, what's really scary to me about it is, like, this Donald Trump Jr. thing, like, if you're an American and you love 
America, your country. Like, this is something that is in opposition to the best interests of America that he was actively doing. He was actively participating in. I love it, he said about this thing. Like, if you can support someone who, like, you don't love America if you love what just happened with Donald Trump Jr. Well, it's it's like the the ideology has been corrupted to the point where it's just like wins and losses like there isn't really there is no ideology anymore like i don't understand the space what what you guys are saying is right it's like it's not ideology it's religiosity it's the same exact thing where we like of of, say like the catholic church scandal it's people who are like people who are like stayed with the church despite knowing family members that were you know affected by this Knowing that there are mortals are, that are a part of a of a identity that you have personally ascribed to yourself, um, who have committed horrible sins and sticking through it, is what you know is part of religiosity, and that's what happens with when when your entire political purpose and identity becomes uh, your entire identity as a person. Like that's that's what it is, and that's where yeah. we're at. And yeah, it happened, people ahead. have lended their entire identity to whatever politically they believe. And it happened like a little bit with Obama as well, to be fair. Like, for instance, oh, I mean, yeah, sure. for instance, like, you know, like um, droning American citizens abroad, things like that, where like people would, you know, staunchly defend it for whatever reason, just because they liked him and everything. Like tribalism's always been there, but like it's never been as uh, frequent and like as apparent right now because basically everybody in this administration and outside of it always say the quiet part out loud and they also they just cannot be trusted like fundamentally like they're none but the of them drone thing is different because he wasn't actively lying like he was saying we're killing people and we're accidentally killing some innocent civilians and people were saying the same thing whereas trump is just ignoring the truth all of the time and his supporters are doing the same thing anyways um i guess my question is um how boned are we as a as a nation i think pretty bad i mean i think i was thinking <laughs> i was thinking about this yesterday and um you know i think the worst thing about this presidency is just uh, how mad everyone is all the time. And there isn't going to be – I just don't see any good possible ending of it. Like either all of this stuff gets crazier and worse and then he doesn't face any consequences and then everyone freaks out. Or it gets crazier and worse and he does face consequences and everyone freaks out. And you know, and then we're still looking at just like an irreparable – uh, American system of politics that has been broken for a long time, even before he came along. Wow, Tam- Thomas Packer, chill out. Yes, um, I'm reading the Unwinding, and it's a lot. Um, I'm reading um, it's a book called Good Night Moon. Ooh, that I'm sounds reading, great. Uh, little Little Critters, the uh, <laughs> the book about uh, Lena Dunham's dog Lammy. Yeah, about Lambie. Lambie. Sorry, I, I cut you off. In your oh room. no, how fuck do we think that we are? Um, I, you know what, I was thinking about, um, I was reading about Pat Robertson today and he's predicted the world was going to end like half a dozen times and he's never been right. And I think every single generation has thought the world was going to end. I know I've, I've probably said this before, but I think that it's pretty bad, but everybody's always thought it was pretty bad and same as it ever was. The Caligula people thought it was really bad, but he was just murdering people for fun and uh, doing the sex. All I mean, the, time. the world just ca- the world carried on. Some other some people didn't, but the world did. So That's here's hoping we're all some of the people to carry on. Yeah, I agree. I think just like find a nice place in the woods without the internet for a couple of years, or maybe buy an island or something. Um, How are you going to buy an island without the internet? I don't know. Huh. Prime Day drones. Yep, I, I cut it on Prime Day. <laughs> Prime Day drones. <laughs>
Yeah, on Prime Day, you get the drone because it's cheaper because it's Prime Day. And then the drone comes and gives you the deed to the island and you sign it in the woods. It's pretty straightforward. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, What did we learn today? Uh, Man, I think this situation uh, has totally changed. Uh, I was really skeptical of this entire story. I know. And I was like, get in. It's real. Um, The whole time. And um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. I was really holding out hope that we would one day live in a world where, like, the Trump boys were in Tiger Beat magazine and you could, like, pull out little posters of them and put them in your locker. But they don't usually let treason committers in there. So it looks like we're moving in a direction when they probably won't be allowed. That's actually what Tiger Beat is called now. It's called treason, treason Beat. You're saying that Hanson didn't commit treason? Yeah. I'm saying if you see them in Tiger Beat, you can be 95% sure they haven't done any treason. Would it be funny if treason committers was like, it was like Paul Manafort, Donald Trump Jr., um, uh, Scott Baio, and then, and then it sort of like devolves back down into right, the regular the Tiger Beat people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't learn anything. I never learned anything. I'm very dumb. I can't absorb information in my brain. Uh, really quickly, I want to thank everybody who has anything to do with this podcast. Sarah Syed, Alex Brooklyn, who is looking at me askance right now uh, as we speak, and Elizabeth Brockway, who edits this uh, beautiful thing, and for whom we owe uh, an enormous, uh, uncorrectable debt. Let's get out of here um, before we all... Uh, suffocate. Suffocate. Yeah. Right, cool. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.